0: I'm Tash, I'm a world-traveling, adventure-seeking husky mom, and I'm an expert at helping you become a positive, persistent goal crusher.
1: And I'm Rachel, I'm a figure skating, gym-loving, Disney nerd, and I'm an expert at helping you uncover your innermost thoughts and emotions so you can discover your inner champion. And together, we're Babes with Hope. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Babes with Hope. I'm Rachel. And I'm Tash. Happy to be here for another one. Woohoo! And together, we're Babes with Hope. We want to take this time in this episode to explain our absence. We've been very quiet for the last four or five months. Oh, gosh, it's been a while. And we haven't published any episodes, and there's a reason for that. And obviously, you'll notice that Jess is not here. So in this episode, we're going to be addressing her absence. We're going to be addressing what happened with the three of us over the gosh, four or five months ago. And we do have Jess's permission. So we want you to know she's on board with this conversation, even though she isn't here. So we are going to be respectful of that. And we do want you to know that, you know, Tash and I were real people. We're real women. We have real thoughts. We have real emotions about things that happen conflicts come up arise and there's working through those and then there's trying to get through those the best that we can and so even though it's been four or five months it's still very raw and we're going to get into why in just a minute um but that's what this episode is in a nutshell and we hope that you have grace for us and grace for jessa and grace for this open line of communication about what happened and how we're dealing with it so but that said, Tash, do you want to share why it's still
0: raw and very, very sure. recent? <laughs> it is. So um, way back thinking our last episode was adaptability and it really didn't get us. Uh, it really set us up for where we're at right now. It prefaced our ability to adapt into this new situation Uh, So back in February, the three of us had been working on this project for quite some time. We wanted to bring a workbook to all of you for being with us on this journey, a personal development book that would help you in your journey of self-discovery and development. And we had been working tirelessly on concepts and ideas, design and layout and all All the things that go into brainstorming for a workbook. And we were literally at the finish line when Jessa came to us after a two-week break for us to do a NLP training, and she had told us that she didn't want to be involved in the workbook no longer. And so... We had a little bit of a falling out after that. For a few months, we didn't talk at all. And then just two days ago, we had our first conversation as a group of three in months and months. And so it kind of opened up the wounds again, if you will. So... For me, it had felt like the this big scab had opened when she decided that she didn't want to be a part of the project anymore. And then it started healing. And then we had the conversation and it just opened right back up. So at the time, I was feeling so hurt because I was kind of blindsided by this news. And what I ended up doing was rebelling against basically The image that Jessa had created for us in our logo, in our colors, in our everything. And I kind of reacted in that rebellious teenager style of, well, fuck everybody. I'm just like going to do my thing. And I'm like, we're dropping, we're dropping this whole idea that you put out there and we're going with a new look. And that was how I rebelled on my hurt. And was it... The best way to deal with my hurt no and I know better because I literally have the tools to deal with it but it's like when you're so close to it sometimes you're not able to see the tool yourself that you need to use like somebody needs to hand you that phillips screwdriver when really you've been using flathead this whole time and it's like okay Right. Let me use our
1: journeys too. I I do want to address that, Tash, because you make a really good point. I know that we, you and I, hold each other and hold ourselves to a higher standard, right? Because we're like, I have the knowledge, I have the tools, I have the ability to communicate. And yes, and we're still human. We're still going to get opportunities to practice these skills or maybe to slip and not practice the skills. So, we're still human. It's Mm -hmm. like a personal trainer, right? Who has all of the knowledge. They still have to get their butt out of bed every day themselves and go to the gym. And that's what this felt like for me was like, Oh, now we get to put our money where our mouth is. Right. And we get to practice these conflict resolution skills because we're up against it. And there's emotions coming up all over the place from everyone And if it's okay, I do want to spend a little bit of time right now, giving a little more context to what happened. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Yeah. So it is true that she backed out of the project, but to give everyone just a little bit more context, we had all been working on this workbook or when I say working on it, telling each other that we'd been working on it for at least six months. I mean, I vividly remember us sitting down in the fall, And saying, you know, these are the chapters that we're each going to write, like we spent a lot of time dividing up the work, making it equal, making it fair, really taking into consideration what everybody wanted to do. um, And dividing up the work fairly, and then we had set a deadline for ourselves of, I believe it was St. Patrick's Day.
0: Yeah, so we wanted to have at the beginning of March, we wanted to have our final edits done so that we could give over all of the like written content to Jessa who had um, in our minds, what (laughs) I heard anyway, was that she was going to do the design in my communication mind. That's what I heard. And so in my mind, we had this deadline of the beginning of March to hand in all the written content to be uploaded into the template for the design of the workbook. And so that was the beginning of March deadline. And Jessa had told us she needed at least a couple weeks to put all the content into it, to have it published for that end mid end of March. So we wanted to have it out into the world by the end of March. And our final edits for the beginning of March. So that's how I remember it.
1: Yeah, that's that's accurate. So we'd been working on it for six months. We'd even had like scheduled work dates where the three of us would come on and work on our different chapters, work on our different projects. And come spring, it was kind of crunch time because even though it had been six months, you know, the three of us have other things going on. We have other businesses going on. We have things going on in our lives. We'd had a lot of holidays in between. So yes, we've been working on it for six months and we were getting close to crunch time now. And I know I was feeling it. I know you were feeling it. It was like, we got out. Right. And so we show up, Tash and I show up for a meeting with Jessa one day where we were supposed to meet for a good chunk of time, maybe three hours, I think, because we were going to do a podcast recording. And then we were going to go into our book and talking about logistics of the book and the book design and make sure it was all good and ready to go because we had two weeks left until our our date to launch date. And when we show up for this call, expecting to do a podcast recording and talk, discuss our book the way that the call was started was jessa saying oh no it was actually it was because i said i had said something like hey guys like i'm charging my computer give me a minute before i can plug in my microphone i'm in my kitchen just charging my computer and getting some water and then i'll be able to come and sit down at my computer for recording and Jessica said, you don't need to worry about any of that right now. We need to, to, to have a discussion. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do the podcast anymore. I don't want to do the book anymore. I don't want to do our group coaching program anymore. I don't want to do any of this anymore. And when she said that, Tash, what was
0: going through your mind? Do you remember? I think I was just like in complete shock. I was confused. I like didn't know what to think because I know that like throughout um, our time together working on the workbook and the podcast, she would mention things like small things that I didn't take as seriously as I should have so in hindsight I could see that she was leaving us clues that she was unhappy doing some of the things um, like the group coaching program she would tell us oh like it would be more comfortable if you and Rachel would see clients when they book and we were like okay like no problem that's like we knew that Jessa had um, stepped away from the life coaching side of things a little bit but we were still really like into the hope side of things and like continuing our podcast together working through life and our obstacles together so i was really kind of just shook on like w- confused like that's all i can say is like how i was feeling in that moment was i was just like super confused as to like how could i have not seen these signs and recognize them and feel now like i'm just completely taken off guard is like how i felt Yes. I was in total
1: shock. And I still remember I was having, we actually did an episode about spinning out and how would the three of us feel like we're being triggered and how we experience that in our body. And I immediately started to feel it. I immediately started to feel triggered and I felt confusion. I felt anger, um, almost like a rage and not necessarily at Jessa, but just at the situation, even at myself for not understanding what was going on and feeling completely helpless, lack of control of like what we have this deadline in two weeks. We are here to record where we have a group coaching program that's launching. What do you mean you're just not going to do it anymore? Um, and not going to, not going to do any of it at all. So, I, I started to get triggered immediately and I recognized that I was triggered. So whether or not you agree with this decision or not, that's fine. You can disagree with this decision. I'm okay with that. I knew I was not in a place to have a healthy conversation because I was being triggered into fight or flight and that's not gonna do anybody any good if I'm yelling, screaming, confused, not adding any value to the conversation. So I immediately said, I am feeling triggered right now. I know there are other things going on in my life that are triggering this response. It is not you, it is not your fault. It's not Tash's fault, but I'm triggered and I cannot talk. I'm not okay right now. Um, And I I had to get off the phone. I'm curious, Tash, What? and it's okay if you had judgment for me, like this is like a, a totally open, safe coaching space, but when i said that what were you thinking or what was going on with you
0: well you said it and then it was kind of immediate you said it and hung up kind of all in the same breath (laughs) so it was like oh okay and then the reaction from jessa was she was also shocked too she was like i've always thought like we've had like open communication with us and that we could talk about anything so like why would Rachel just hang up like that? And I was like, well, like, you'll have to ask her. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, after that, like, I was like, oh, okay, like, obviously, Rachel is like, so triggered to the point where like, she can't deal because I've never seen her like this. Like, you're always like so composed and like collected about things and you you do have that like open and honest attitude about yourself so it was it did seem a little bit out of character a little bit and so I think that's also like where the shock came in afterwards too was like whoa did that just happen like and then because that happened in that way and there was like kind of like an abruptness to it it was like okay where do we go now and so when you're on a three-legged table and one leg leaves there's not many places to go but down yeah
1: yeah absolutely and to give more context into answering that question of like why did I do that that was really out of character for me actually um I was And I think I've shared this on the podcast before, so it's okay for me to share again. I was not in a good place in my marriage. So the situation was being mirrored back to me of like, this is another conflict that I have no control over. This is another person that I cannot talk to that I'm feeling, I'm having things come up for me, feelings of failure, feelings of lack of communication, feelings of confusion, feelings of how I can't fix this, I feel helpless. So all of the feelings that I was feeling in my marriage were being reflected back to me in this conversation of like, we, Jessa and Tash and I have been friends for years. We'd been working together for years. And then without any warning sign at all just nope not going to record today not going to record ever again actually the book that's due in two weeks nope don't want any part of it haven't done anything good luck with it i'm out um it was being it was it i was triggered because it was the same pattern of like how can i just be blindsided like this and feel like my whole world is crumbling and I tried to explain that in a minute. I don't know if I actually did or not, but I was like, this has to do with my marriage. This is not about you guys, but I cannot talk right now. And then I and
0: I think with- me as like the third party, like sitting on the outside of like, Jessica said something, then you said something like, that's what I heard from you is like, this is about my whole life as a whole not just what's happening with the one sentence you just said to me, but because you just said that one sentence, I feel my whole life pressure right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: glad that you heard that. Cause I'm like, I'm pretty sure I said that, but I do know I was triggered. So who knows what I said? <laughs> I think I communicated that <laughs> but again. When people are triggered, who knows what you're communicating or not communicating yeah. because your rational thinking brain shuts off and you're in caveman you are in fight or flight and i knew it so i was like we're not gonna get anywhere if i have no rational thinking brain mm-hmm. and i don't know obviously don't know what was said after i hung up the phone but to provide my side of the story i hung up the phone and i was in a full body sweat um and i had to go outside to
0: like get some
1: oxygen i don't know there's plenty of oxygen (laughs) in the house but I just felt that there
0: wasn't (laughs) (laughs) need that fresh air oxygen yeah so I went
1: on a walk I cried I processed I like I don't know screamed might be a little bit of an exaggeration but just kind of process through like why am I so upset what is actually happening right now and it was that feeling of of losing a best friend which I had been going through in my marriage also, a feeling like I was losing my best friend. And it was just, it was another way that it was being mirrored back to me. And I couldn't. And that I will take some ownership there of I'm not the only person, but I was one of the people that shut down communication. Because after that, Jessa did text me and say, hey, reach out when you're ready to talk. And I wasn't ready to talk. So I think I texted her, I think it was two days later that I texted her. And I said, I do not want to stonewall you. I know all about that, you know, as a, as a life coach, I'm not meaning to stonewall you. I'm not meaning to leave you in utter silence. I'm not meaning to cancel you or ghost you. I just need time because there's a lot of anger coming up for me about the fact that we have this deadline in two weeks. And we're just now finding out that not only did you not do anything, even though we were showing up to all these calls, right. And having quote unquote work meetings that you're bailing on us. There's a lot of emotions coming up for me right now. And I'm upset and I don't think I can have a healthy conversation with you right now until I calm down. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear back from her after that. Um, So then after I did calm down, took me, it took me a, a while. It took me and we were also like now in crunch time, right, like pushing this book forward with just the two of us. So I would say it was probably another two weeks after I'd finished the book, worked through how I was feeling that I texted her again. And I said, I want to acknowledge that I was upset. I'm no longer angry. I would like to move forward with our friendship. With whether that means we have another conversation about it, or we just get on Zoom, or we just continue with our friendship, whatever it is, I'm open to it. I didn't hear back, and then I texted her probably three more times Hey, how are you doing? I'd like to, you know, talk to you. No response. So there was, then I felt ghosted, right? And it's like I said I didn't want to ghost you, but now because you were ready to talk and I wasn't now I'm ready to talk and you're not, we didn't talk for four months. What about you, Tash?
0: Yeah. And that's like kind of where I started was like, Oh, this wound was opened and then it had a little bit of time to heal. And then when we finally had the chance to talk again, just felt like it was opened all over again. But Right now I feel like I'm happy that we did what we said we were going to do like what we set out to do like last year when we first had our very first group coaching program together and we were creating all these like prompts for our clients and we're like oh wouldn't it be cool to have this all together in a workbook like from that like one spark idea like and then for us to like talk about it brainstorm and like For you and I to move forward with the workbook and just get it done, that's like what makes me the happiest. And what I've learned is that if you have really high expectations and have this idea in your mind that you're so set on and you've like basically carved it out in stone and those expectations aren't followed through in, in the way that you want them to be, then really you're ultimately paving yourself a road to unhappiness because unhappiness is like that can be that expectation can trigger that unhappiness because it's not being met. And so I think that's what I had in my mind is like, these expectations of where we're going, what we're going to be doing and like how it's all going together. Like you said, we were meeting every single week to work on this thing together. (laughs) And here I thought there was some progress being made that like we would be able to um, put into the project together. And I was just fooled by my expectations really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, expectations are honestly unavoidable right like we all have them even if they're unconscious unspoken unthought about and realized it's we do uh, we do on accident put expectations on ourselves on other people on situations on circumstances and i did it too i had expectations for where we were going um And maybe I didn't even realize that I did, right? Until those expectations come crashing down. And then you realize, wait a second, I thought we were going to be doing this together for years to come. And I thought we were going to move forward with our group coaching program and our book. And so there's a lot that's invested Mm -hmm. in like the end of any relationship, whether you dated somebody for three months or three years or 30 years. Like you've built something together, you know? Um, and now it's not there. So long story short, during that four month period, when you were reaching out to Jessa, I was reaching out to Jessa, no response. Like we would, we would text her privately, but then Tash and I would be like, did you hear back from her? No. Did you hear back from her? No. Um, and then finally I was at another NLP training, I was coaching. And I was kind of dealing with feeling like, you know, I say that I'm an expert in communication, I say that I have all these tools. But in this one area of my life, I'm not using them. And there's this broken relationship now that I don't even know what to do with. So I texted both of you guys at the same time. And I said, listen, um, we have the tools to talk, to discuss where we're coming from, to discuss our different perspectives, to mend this relationship or at least get closure. And yeah, we could go the rest of our lives and never speak again. But I feel like we're past that. We're too old. We're too mature to do that and i would like better for us and if you guys would like better for us too then let's meet um and of course i knew you were going to respond first so thank you for that tash she was like
0: i'm in whenever yeah. i had to break the ice i was like I, i'm like i better respond like promptly because i know like <laughs> like maybe if she gets two dings in a row like on this chat like <laughs> then she'll like see it for sure <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: and so she did. Jessa responded
1: and she said, yeah, just let me know when. So then we worked out a time and it was two days ago. So that's why when when Tash and I, we even discussed like, are we gonna, is it too soon? Are we too emotional still? Um, we don't want to just be in effect. We want this to be a productive podcast, but we don't know. Like, well, let's just try to talk through it and we'll see if it maybe
0: we need a lot of Editing, maybe. We <laughs> well, there's one thing I do want to say, and it was like as you were describing your side of the story, and like also knowing my side of the story, I think something about our NLP life coaching skills that we know about is uh, something called mirroring, and it it's like when you see something in other people that is really inside of yourself, or you see a situation. In your life, like when you were describing um, your marriage and how you were um, not on great terms there, and then having this conversation come up as a mirror to that same area of life, and so I think when it's important to notice, like okay, things can pile on like this if you're not getting the experience and learnings and growth that you need in this one area, it's going to be mirrored back to you in another way, and it might be amplified, it might be stronger, it might be weaker. Like it can mirror in every single area of your life and it can mirror to different people. And like my mirror in Jessa is I have always given up right at the end of my degree, at the end of whatever it is, sports, new projects, whatever it is. Like I have gotten into it I have a passion for it and then I get distracted by something else and I move on without completing it and I shattered that mirror when Jessa told us she doesn't want to be participating in the workbook two weeks to the finish line I was like fuck this like this is not my story Mm -hmm. and I recognized myself in her I saw the mirror and I shattered it because I was like, this is not going to be my story moving forward. I am going to do what I said I am going to do and I'm going to follow through with it. And that was kind of like the first time I had this like sense of completion of like, I felt like giving up too in parts of the progress, like in the project where things weren't going my way. I didn't know what to write. I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get this fucking website up in time for us to do the the launch of the project? And there were times I wanted to give up and I had the conversation with myself like, you know what? Like, if you are this upset over her giving up, then that is inside of you. You've given up on yourself, Tash. You've given up on yourself in many different areas and this is not going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for showing me that, Jessa. Yeah.
1: You're making me think now because I'm like, well, well, then what was my projection, right? If perception is projection, why did I get so upset? What was it that I saw? And I think for me, <clears throat> that could be wrong, right? It's it's difficult to analyze yourself. But hmm What I experienced on the receiving end of Jessa is kind of what I put my husband Alex through this year. Um, but I was the one in our relationship that was just like, this isn't working. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing any of the hints that I'm leaving. You're not hearing me even when I'm direct. This isn't working. I can't do this anymore. And then it when it the tables were turned i was like oh this does not feel good this feels absolutely horrible this is absolutely awful so in that way like it definitely gives me more compassion for my husband who is like what are you talking about i thought things were fine i thought things were great and i'm like How could you even think that? How could you even think things are fine and things are great? I've been telling you they're not for a long time, you know? And that's a whole different story for a whole nother episode, but just like a quick update on that piece of my life. Um, We've been separated now for seven months. It is not sad. It is not something to feel sad about. It has been the best gift for both of us because it gave us so much time and space and clarity to think through what each of us was bringing to the relationship and what each of us was not bringing to the relationship. And it gave us a lot of time and space to reflect on our own projections of, you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, sometimes it can get messy. What is my responsibility here and what's not? and it gave us a lot of time to work through things that we needed to work through. And I'm so grateful. It has been like the best gift to us and we are doing great. Actually, we're going to be moving back in together in September. Um, and we both feel really good about that decision. It's both a toward decision for us, which means we both feel like we're making this decision for the right reasons and that it feels really good to have had this break. So that's a whole different conversation. I've no, I used to have shame and guilt around it, but I don't anymore. It's like, people ask me, people have been asking me like at the last NLP, like, are you in a relationship? I'm like, yes, I am in a situationship with my husband who doesn't (laughs) live with me and it's going great. (laughs) I like that word, situationship. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it's going great. And I don't owe anyone an explanation. It's been fine. That's but awesome. all that Then, right. Um, it was really hard to be on the receiving end of that. What do you mean the relationship's over? What do you mean that you have been unhappy this whole time? Um, and that was interesting because I was like, the tables have turned. I'm on the other side. This does not feel good. And that's where my trigger was coming from. That's where my uh, overreaction, if you want to call it an overreaction, I don't know that it was, it was a reaction to what was happening. Um, But that's where I was coming from, where I was like, I can't talk right now. Mm -hmm. I'm being triggered.
0: Fair enough. And well, it's good to hear that you and your hubs are back on the up and up. And, you know, maybe the seven month separation is what babes with hope needs before we ah! have another episode with jessa <laughs> it's true we all needed a break yeah. <laughs> um
1: but you know to that point like i think this is a whole nother episode that i want to do is how we blame and shame ourselves for relationships um and that there's no need. There is no need to shame and blame yourself for a relationship that works or doesn't work. Like relationships are complicated, relationships are intricate. Communication takes time, it takes clarity, it takes recommunication, after recommunication and it takes two people who are willing to do the work. And if mm-hmm. two people are not willing to do the work, it ain't gonna work. Um and so there is no shame or blame i don't want anybody to do that for themselves whether they're in a relationship that quote unquote failed it didn't quote unquote failed it ended or it didn't you know or maybe you're in this limbo state like i was with my husband for the last seven months who cares sometimes that's the best gift you can give yourself there's no
0: shame around it so that's what i wanted to say I'm feeling like, yeah, we shouldn't have any shame, guilt, or any, like, distrust around this situation because we've had, each of us have had the chance to say what we wanted to say in the conversation that we had, and now we have Jess's blessing to move forward with the podcast and the workbook and everything else, so you're going to be hearing, before yeah. we end
1: them. And you can say no, that's fine. Do we want to share Jess's perspective? She's not here to share it.
0: Yeah, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but I mean, we could kind of share from our perspective, her perspective,
1: <laughs> if that makes sense. We, heard.
0: We, we cannot share what she would say if
1: she was here. We can share what we heard in our conversation two days ago. yeah, when, when we met. So I, you know, like I call this meeting because I felt like whether or not we move forward or don't move forward in our business partnership, we all deserve clarity and we all deserve closure. And we didn't really ever get that because she was ready to talk, I wasn't. And then I was ready to talk, she wasn't. And then nobody said anything for months. So in this conversation, you know, we, I wanted her to feel comfortable. I didn't want it to feel like it was like, Two against one. So I told her, I was like, I'm the one that called this meeting. This is me. I just want everyone to feel safe and feel heard. And at the end of the day, if we have safe and we have heard, we're good. Like everyone's good. Right. So we were kind of asking her questions about her perspective on things and where did this decision come from? Because it felt really out of the blue for us since we'd been working together for two years and we'd been spending the last six months working on this book. And basically what I heard and Tash, you can correct me if you heard something different. What I heard was that, um, you know, she didn't want to be a life coach. When we first started working together, we were three life coaches, which that was clear and evident two and a half years ago. And so we were doing things together at first as life coaches and we had a coaching program together. And then that kind of, once we started the podcast, she had said, and I remember many meetings about this. I do not want it to be a life coaching podcast. And then we'd kind of kick around like, okay, well, what's your definition of a life coaching podcast? What's the definition of it not being a life coaching podcast? What are we talking about? Where are we adding value? And Tash, feel free to throw throw ideas in. I heard her say, I want the podcast to be an in-process, in process, in in process conversations where we're just three people having real conversations about real life. Is that what you heard? That's what I always thought it was. Yes, me too. Okay, so that's From what I the always was also, right? And we had meetings after meetings after meetings about what is the name of the podcast because we're not three life coaches, we're three friends. And then it was, well, we're three chicks and nobody liked that name for various reasons. So then it was, okay, well, we're three babes. And what's our podcast about? Well, it's about spreading hope for people. Not necessarily in a life coaching context, but, you know, providing hope for people. That's kind of what I thought that the podcast was. Ditto. Ditto, right? And I, now, again, being a life coach full-time, that is my full-time perspective. I can't just shut that off, right? Like, that's like asking a Christian to shut off
0: that lens,
1: you're not going asking
0: to. somebody who's colorblind to just see purple already.
1: Yeah. It's like, I can't change my world lens. So if there are things that come up that I can relate to coaching, I'm going to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, doing so in a way that I thought was respectful, that I thought was, you know, yeah. A- We'd never left an episode saying I didn't like that we talked about NLP or I did not like that we talked about whatever. And so I kind of was under the impression that everything was hunky-dory. Real?
0: Same. Same. And then what I heard from Jessa, like from what she told us the other day, was basically she had been trying to tell us for a long time that she wasn't happy with where things were at or where things were going. And at the same time, I had not been hearing that for months and months. I had no idea. So that's part of where, like, the confusion came in for me. I was like, wow, I'm just, like, completely, like, oblivious or something. Like, that's how I felt when she told me. I was like, "You what? You've been telling us this for months? Like, oh, shit. Wow. <laughs>
1: let me explain Tash and I are direct communicators this is an NLP term direct communicators so direct communicators hear what's being said literally that's all we hear and she would uh, there there's another type of listener and another type of communicator which is inferential inferential communicators will infer things and expect Inferential listeners to infer and imply things that are not said literally. So let's give you, let's give you the real example. One of the real examples was Jessa had said early on. I don't want to do the writing of the workbook. I don't want to be involved in the writing of the workbook. I want to do the design work. So Tasha and I, who are both direct communicators and both literal communicators, heard, oh. She wants to do the design work, right? Yep. But she what she was inferring because she's inferential was I don't I'm uncomfortable writing the content for a life coaching book, but she didn't use that direct language. She said, I don't want to do the writing. I want to do the design work. So the only thing that we heard was that she wanted to do the design work. So we were like, okay, if that what's what makes you happy, do that. So there was a lot of things where she was inferring, but we were not inferring anything. We were mm-hmm. direct communicating with her. Oh, okay. So you want to do, we're hearing that you want to do this. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So Tash and I are going along thinking everything's fine. But to be fair, Jess is an inferential communicator and there's nothing wrong with being an inferential communicator. There isn't, like I'm not here to bash that. I'm just saying that's where miscommunications happen. When you have a direct communicator talking to an inferential communicator because direct communicators do not infer things that are not said directly.
0: No, and yeah, that's another thing I learned. I, I hear what I hear. Yeah, I hear what I hear.
1: Exactly. I heard, I didn't hear that you were unhappy. I heard that you wanted to shift things a lot. And yeah. Fine and I was willing to do that. So all of that said, right, when we were having this conversation two days ago, we were listening to her say, like, I implied over and over and over again that I was uncomfortable with this or I was unhappy with this we held space for that. You know, I didn't get defensive. I don't even think I explained to director and inferential because it wasn't really the time. Like it wasn't the time to come in and Monday night quarterback her and say, (laughs) well, we didn't hear you. It was like, you know, this is the space for her to feel heard. And at the end of the day, we hear you now loud and clear. So, that's kind of how we left it. And then we said, how do you want us to move forward without you? Do you want us to explain your absence? Do you not want us to explain your absence? And she said, I am fine with you guys explaining everything. I am totally cool with that. You guys do you move forward without me. And so Tash and I kicked it around for a while. Are we going to do a podcast explaining her absence or not? So this is our attempt to do that and this is our attempt to do that respectfully, but also very honestly, like, yeah. and that is a tight rope, right? It's like, we want to share our perspective and also not just bash anybody's else's mm-hmm.
0: perspective.
1: So we hope that we've done that. We're open to feedback. Maybe. Yes.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We're doing our best, guys. We're doing our best. Leave us all the comments on there. You know, the more the merrier. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. I think that, like, what we can take away, that piece of hope that we want to bring into all of our episodes is that, yeah, miscommunications happen. And sometimes they take longer to resolve than others. And it doesn't matter, like, where... You are in that process. Like if you still feel like you have something to say about it, it's not too late to open up that line of communication and reach out that olive branch. Um, because you never know what might come from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's what happened in a nutshell, and we hope that we've clearly communicated that. You know, Tash and I have talked about are we gonna continue the podcast and We have some recorded episodes that we will, um, that we will produce for you. So for your listening, moving forward, it will be the two of us for a while. And we're excited about that. And we finished the book and I did, you know, I wanted to let people know that even though Tash and I were going through a lot in our personal lives while writing the book, the book is really, really good. It is, it is really, really well thought out. It is really, really massive value, no matter what you're going through in life, whether you're going through a shit storm, like we were this past year, or if things are hunky dory, what's really cool about this book is we're giving you tools to access what is it that you want to create in your life and how can you do that so We hope that if anything, you're encouraged to check that out, not discouraged by what was going on behind the scenes, because what was going on behind the scenes, if anything, just brought out the best possible version of this book i think that's
0: exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say what was happening behind this scenes just like fueled me anyway to like put even more passion into it even though it was like that fiery like somewhat angry passion it was still like (laughs) i was still like so passionate about everything every ounce of work that went into it so i'm so excited that we can officially release it and have like the comfort to do so with uh jessa being okay with that too
1: yeah and you know what guys from glory to glory which means we can we have the tools and the knowledge to teach you how to make healthier decisions even though we're real people and we go through real stuff we use the tools we walk the talk and we use the tools in our own life. And I think even the three of us being mature enough to say, hey, we can have an adult conversation about this and move forward and everybody live and be happy. That is a testament to the fact that we do the work. And so if we can benefit from the tools in the book, trust me, you're going to absolutely love it
0: yes you will so you can find it over at babeswithhope.com and for now that's it for today we'll catch you on the next one bye
1: thanks for listening to this week's episode of babes with hope if you enjoyed today's episode please share it with a friend and if you haven't already subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player if you have any questions comments or feedback Or if you're looking to get involved in one of our coaching programs, you can reach us directly at babeswithhope.com.